to Books, Brews, and Besties. I'm Kaylee. I'm Jenny. And we are going to be here today with author Stacey Andrea. Oh my god, you scared the bejesus out of me. <laughs> I figured it out. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, good. My computer went down this morning. The cat ran across oh. the keyboard. It's just been a hot, like, five minutes of me panicking going, it about to have to work on my phone. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, it works on both, or it was supposed to, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. Well, how, are you still feeling nervous and whatnot about this, or? Well, yeah, but I've been listening to your other ones, and I like you. You're nice. You're fun. It'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and start then. So, just in case you don't know, my name is Kaylee. I'm the one that you've been talking to on Facebook. And then this is Jenny. Yeah. Hi. Hi. I'm like the support and the crazy one that just goes on tangents all the time. <laughs> she is, we've got a few things to talk to you about after you give your summary because we said this in what the last one. I'm, my brain is very simple. So, <laughs> I don't pick up on certain things like, that she does, but she oh, reads like everything. Details. Yeah, she reads everything very <laughs> deeply and thinks that every line like has to mean something. So she really like just makes sure everything is enveloped. And so we have two totally different perspectives on a lot of things. So I figured you'd get a kick out of it. But okay. anyways, this is Stacy Andrea. She is the author of Brady Hall. She's a debut thriller author, and this is her newly released twisted thriller which is making some waves in the book club circuit and also with us. Yeah. Especially me, because it had me going crazy. <laughs> with its unabashedly honest view of mental health issues and what it feels like to be thrown right into the midst of the family who is trying to navigate those waters. This book, I was flipping out after I read it and Jenny hadn't read it yet because I was going to lend her this copy. And yeah. so I like couldn't talk about it with anyone. And I was like, I need to discuss this yeah especially mm -hmm. since the epilogue i feel flips everything upside down but i feel like epilogues are things that people will skip in some books and i'm like do not skip this epilogue. <laughs> it changes everything but anyway sorry go ahead and yeah oh, you're right on it and that's with the epilogue that's what i'm kind of trying to make my signature thing because in some books that i've read you know sometimes your favorite parts are the very very end and i am a I'm one of those people who watches a movie or something, you know, and you get to the end and you're like, oh, oh, like that wasn't fulfilling. That wasn't. Or I also hate thinking that I know a book or movie all the way through. And then you get to the end and you're like, yeah, I was right. No, my goal as a writer is to just throw people in a tailspin by the time you get to the end. <laughs> I want people to get to the end of my books and be one fulfilled like okay everything ties up nicely but at the same time flips you on your head like oh what was that so yeah every book you'll ever hear from me that's it's never going to go the way that you think that it's going to go that's that's the way we do it but Freddie Hole it is Freddie Hole's actually the second book that I wrote the first book to make it out into the publishing world first it got released before my other one they have nothing to do with each other my books are all standalone I don't write series but Frady Hole is based on a couple different things, really. Um, the character of Bobo, actually, I took a lot of my own grandfather and his, the way that he acts, the things that he does, some of his little stories and mannerisms. But the story itself is, you know, it's a testament to mental illness. And mental illness comes in so many different forms and can be, you know, schizophrenia, can be brain damage, can be 
Alzheimer's, can be just memory loss from accident, can be all of these things. And unless you grow up in it or grow up with someone with that, you don't really get a picture of the fractured state of mind that they're in all the time and how their reality isn't really always your reality. And you just kind of are skating along next to it all of the time. And I actually had an aunt who's a schizophrenic, manic depressive schizophrenic. And so from the time I was nine, that was my normal. Um, when she would be off of her medications or needed medications adjusted, you would know. And so I got a pretty, pretty close front row seat to that aspect of mental illness. And the, the inspiration for the book really came from after I finished writing my first book, I, okay, I, this is kind of early to get this dark in the morning, but okay, no, well, let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> my first book, it's called Lake Laps. That one will be out the end of December yet, early January. And that is where I started writing about two and a half years ago. And it came in a dark spot in my life. I have two adult daughters now, and they were both, one is was on the absolute highs of her life. She was getting married and the other one getting married, graduating college, doing all the stuff. And the other one kind of fell in with some of the wrong people. And so it was, you're so happy here and you're so having a hard time with this one. And then your life just kind of takes a toll and, and what you need personally takes a backseat of that. And so I got into some pretty depressed, dark times and hadn't written since I was probably 13 years old and got myself out of depression through writing and just started journaling. And then journaling felt so good. And then, you know, talking to other mothers and we're like, what are you going through? Well, yeah, this is what I'm going through. So then it kind of just turned into taking everybody's little snippets of stories going, you know what? Everybody, every little cookie cutter house down the street that you think is just nothing wrong, they all got secrets that they're not telling. Every single one of them. And so Frady Hole was actually built kind of just on that mentality of everybody's hiding something. We all have things that we don't want the world to know, whether it's you know, your kids are driving you insane or your husband is cheating on you, which mine is not, but <laughs> these things happen in these little neighborhoods. And so my goal is just to expose that, you know, just to make everybody feel like, hey, it's okay. We're all going through the same stuff. Some a little worse than others, but at the same time, just kind of giving the reader an experience of feeling more like you've been at a movie or you've been put through something by the time you get to the end of it. That's kind of what my goal is. Goal achieved, because I definitely felt like I had just been put through <laughs> You're not going to get a happy little romance from me. That is never going to happen. And I love that. I really actually do. Because those are the predictable ones. And, right. And yeah. it's not really realistic. Like, I feel like a lot of the times that's a main thing that people say is how they can guess the ending because it's really the same in almost all the happy reads. Yeah. You know that they're going to end up together or that everything's going to turn out fine in the end, even if they go through hurdles. And it's like, in real life, 90% of the people are struggling so hard and they don't know that they're exactly the ending. So I love that it was very real. And just when I tell you that, like, as soon as I closed the book, I just sat there and I was like, <laughs> I just think about everything and I like I said on our Facebook page I still do <laughs> not know what was real and what wasn't and it yeah. also makes me so sad because that is people's yeah. real lives like, right yeah that is the the mind of somebody with mental health issues is they're them and their families are walking around in this world of what just happened and what is real and what is not it really makes you think about 
other people's perspectives and what they're dealing with on a daily basis, especially since like everyone goes through something like you said. And anytime that I ever get into a depressive episode, that's actually why I really started reading in my life is because it's a chance to escape into a different world that you don't have to deal with your own crap that's going on or anything. Right. And I told Jenny, like, this is the first time that I really have ever dove into this type of genre. And (laughs) it just, it really makes you think. And it's not one of those books that you can like go to escape. It's one of those books that you go to really feel something and, and remember what other people in the world are going through. That it's not just like a happy little, you know, fantasy life or anything like that. It's something that makes you think and really makes you resonate with the words that you just read. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, we're, we're deep right now. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Okay. And I told Jenny, I was like, read the book because I knew to <laughs> And then during when she was reading it, she texted me WTF in all caps. <laughs> I was, and then you were like, you just put like a laughing face. And then I was like, and then like half the time, I'm like, what is happening in this book? I'm like, everything and nothing. It's <laughs> not helping me. I loved it. It was yeah. a great read. I thought it was super powerful. Can you tell me how the Literary Titan Book Award goes? Like, did you have to yeah sales or is that like something that you have to apply for? Like, Yeah. So the liter- Literary Titan, what they are is you turn in your book and they will give you a review, whether they like your books or they don't like your books. And then once a month, they pick their favorites of everything that they read that month. And then they award either their favorites get a gold or silver award for that month. So yeah, it's one that you apply for. That would be stressful. I don't think, I don't handle criticism well. So <laughs> if, I, if I ever did anything like that, I'd be like, please, just, if you didn't like my book, just don't tell me. Like, just ignore me, ghost me. I don't want to hear about it unless you like it. Oh, by, by the time you're sending stuff in to be reviewed and to looked at like that, you've already been turned down by so many publishing houses and agents and everything else that you already have a thick skin and you're like, yeah, okay, what's one more? Yeah. How has that been for you? It was crazy. So I, two year, two and a half years ago, when I first wrote the first book, Lake Laps, and I started sending everything out, it took about six months for that one to get picked up. And then that one, I don't have an agent. I have three publishers. And so that one got picked up by Pegasus. And then this one, Freddie Hole, got picked up by Black Rose Writing. And then my third one got picked up by a publisher called Kingsley. And so all three of them are independent, smaller presses. But, and then the fourth one that I wrote is on submission right now to all of them. <laughs> so it's been kind of crazy. I've just been very blessed and lucky that I got picked up anywhere at all. So it's exciting to see it'll go from this point on. Yeah. And they're all thrillers. Yes. Yep. They're all thrillers. About the only other thing I would ever love to write, and it's going to sound so bizarre, is children's books, which is nowhere in the wheelhouse of what I'm writing now. <laughs> but maybe someday thing. But yeah, I and I see myself as always just writing dark thriller suspense. I would like to dabble in like witches or vampires. That's something that I've always liked. And I think that that would be really cool. But can't go t- like I can't go too far into fantasy because those people I think are just absolutely brilliant and have minds that create whole worlds and my brain just does not work that way. So I'm kind of more based in what you see, what you hear, what you feel. I can write about this, but all of those books where they're just creating whole worlds and characters and dragons and 
I just, it blows my mind. Hats off to them. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> I don't know. I think you need to give yourself more credit because the amount of focus you had to have to write this and keep up with the twist that you're writing yourself. I think well, you're fantasy world easy peasy. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm so excited for people who don't generally read thriller books that you got a kick out of it. So I think that's awesome. I told Jenny before we hopped on here that I don't like if I was just in a bookstore, I don't think I would just pick it up. I think like I would just certain genres I just kind of skim over. Yep. And, and I go for my comfort ones that I know I probably will like. And yep. so I how lucky I feel that, you know, yeah. you have obviously been okay with doing this with us and telling us about your book because this really made me branch out to a genre that I don't think I would just naturally try and branch out to. Oh, so, yeah, same. And I'm 100% ready to dive into another one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to you into a thriller reader already. Yes. <laughs> So I'm just, I'm really thankful, one, that you are even taking the opportunity to do this and because because of you, uh, just, you know, for everyone listening, I posted on a book author group on Facebook and Stacy was one of the people, one of the authors that were like, I'm down, I would try it because I definitely was like, we're not important at all. Like, <laughs> I can't, like, I can't obviously promise you. Neither am I. Neither am I. I breathe you too. So imagine this. Someday, if I can get as big as like Stephen King, and we started right here with you guys, oh, and bring you up with me. How cool would that be? <laughs> we started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> but I'm just. I'm so glad that you were willing to, because I know a lot of people they don't want to do something like this unless they get a big return on it in some way. So yeah. I just feel super thankful, and I'm so. Well, glad. I you guys are doing it because it's it's I love finding new things like this I love what you guys got going I love the female banter back and forth I think it's awesome and you're scared about to talk about all kinds of different stuff and I think I think you guys are going to take off I mean I hope so yeah that would be nice you too <laughs> I mean you're already taking off but I was reading um, the reviews and stuff on your book and oh my god Amazon and Goodreads and stuff and everyone loves it like, that's so rare to see that everyone loves, like, usually you've got some people that are just really negative Nancys and find one. really feel. exciting people. And the fun thing is, you know, it's like your reaction. The reactions that I'm getting, people are private messaging me or finding me on Facebook and they're like, what the hell was that? What? <laughs> no, and they all come. And those are just the best because it's like, okay, you know, and I've said before, you get this mentality of, I don't know, kind of imposter. Like, am I really doing this? Am I, I'm just this mom whose kids moved out and started writing. Am I really on the right track? And so when you get people going, you freak me out. You're not right. I love that. It means <laughs> I'm doing everything good. <laughs> One of our questions we were going to ask you that you already answered was if you had a background in dealing with schizophrenia at all, because I would imagine if not that this would be a really tough book to write and like get into the minds of your characters. Yeah. On personal aspects to, to do this book so I yeah that too. yeah it was it was it was one of those things yeah she was just and you know as long as my aunt her medication was good she'd be good for a very long time but one of the first exposures I had to schizophrenia when I was about nine and my sister would have been what four she was living with us at the time and she would have been in early 30s 
late 20s, early 30s. And we were watching, of all things, Revenge of the Nerds on TV. You probably do. Have you ever even watched that? Do you guys even know what that is? No clue. Back in the 80s, now, funny college movie. That's all it is. But part of that movie is these characters have this, they build this robot, and that's a very tiny part of the movie, but this robot is supposed to be like their little, their little maitre d' in the little frat house that they live in. Well, for whatever reason, that triggered my aunt. And my aunt, all of a sudden, this was her very first time she ever had an episode. She thought that the, the robot was going to come and get us. And so at nine and four, my daughters, my daughters at nine and four, me and my sister were, you know, you're looking at your aunt like, oh, we're playing a game. Okay. And she hid us underneath of the stairs. And at one point called the police saying our parents were going to abducting us and it, it got crazy. So that was my first experience with schizophrenia. And then over the years, as you know, as long as medication is fine, she was all right. But it just, I think, normalized it because we were grounded all of the time. And so you would just learn as you got older. Oh, yeah, she's being kind of funny today. Oh, her medicine must not be right. And she would have to go see somebody and have it fixed. And But the craziest thing is she's the only other person in my family on either side who was just an avid writer and reader. Loved to write and read. And so I think that that is where I got my passion to want to write and to want to read. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. I also love that you put the robot in the book. Yes, with a blinky eye. <laughs> well, now you gotta go back and watch Revenge of the Nerds, and you're gonna be like, "Wow!" <laughs> I have it written down. I'm going to watch it. You yeah. have to tell me what you think. I think I've made my daughters watch that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've made them watch that too. <laughs> I will give you my thoughts on it as soon as I read. Yeah. Someone once told me. But you have to remember, it was the '80s. We thought it was very cool at the time. There was this movie. God, what was it called? It was like Killer Tire or just Tire or something. So if I have to watch... Yes, my brother-in-law said something about that because the tires kill people. Yes. Yes, I have not seen that either. You watch that and I'll watch this and you I'll can watch tell that. You can tell us <laughs> yes. on it. It is something else. <laughs> so now anytime people tell me about like movies and like, oh yeah, it's, you know, it's a little weird and it's from this time. I'm like, I just think back to that movie about the tire and I'm like, that was quite the experience. But you know what? Somebody had to write that movie and that movie. <laughs> I'm like, who picked this? Who was like, yes, great. Love it. Let's fire. What did they say no to? What did they I go? Know. No, we yeah. don't need that, but we're going to make Yeah, what, what did it beat out? <laughs> love to know. Probably like killer sock or something. Yeah. If you're ready, we'll go ahead and do the this okay. or that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think it's all bookish edition, so it's all going to be book related. Okay. So fiction or nonfiction? Oh, that's so hard. That's so hard because I love a good, I'm so totally, I read all over the place. And I love, love, love autobiographies, but I also massively love Stephen King. So I guess if I was stranded on a strand, if I was on a stranded island, I'd go nonfiction actually. Did a would you rather episode and you got the island one and yeah. she's like, Well, how long am I on the island for? More <laughs> background to that question. Paperback or hardcover? Oh, hardcover. Yes. Yes, yeah, same. E reader or physical copy? Oh, physical copy. I love the smell. The smell of books. Yes. Yes. Just, you can't you can't not have that. No. Um, single read or reading multiple books at once? Oh, 
If I'm writing, I can only single read because my head can't be in too many places at once. But if I'm reading, I'll have a book in the bathroom. I'll have a book in the living room. I'll have a book in my, in my nightstand. I give you props. It's really hard for me. This, this past like week and a half, um, because we've been trying to read everyone's books and stuff so that, you know, we actually are talking about when we're talking to you guys. And obviously we want to support you and stuff. I've had to finish each book individually yeah. because it's really hard to go from one world to another yeah. and focus, especially with like your book where you need to focus on what's happening yeah. and like get sucked in in order to really feel it. We have mood reader or planned to be read. Ah, uh, mood reader. Same. Yeah. yeah. Slow read or a fast read? Oh, that depends. It depends. I mean, if I'm traveling somewhere, I want a slow read because I'm going to sit on a plane forever. But if I'm trying to, if I'm trying to read a lot of books at once, then I want a fast read so that I can move on with my to be read list. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> I like fast reads when I'm not really into the book. Like if it's one that I can just get over really quick and yeah, my life, then I'm like, yes, fast read. But otherwise, some of my favorite books, I just want to stay there forever. And yeah. so I read it as slow as possible. <laughs> Mystery or thriller? Oh, thriller. I was going to say, I, I think we know this one. one. I like to be scared. <laughs> library versus bookstore. Oh, library. Smells. Just like the books. It just smells. I like it. I must say, I don't think I've ever had a library membership. Oh, but you're so young. That's why. <laughs> the last memory I have a library, when I was growing up, I grew up in Ormond Beach, Florida. And we had, my elementary school was right next to a giant library. And me and my sisters would go in there to wait for our parents to pick us up. And there was this like old man that would play chess and he would like teach me how to play chess. And then one day after playing chess with him, I went out and I don't know if anyone ever did this. I might just sound like a freak after I tell you the story, but those big drainage ditches, um, <gasps> I would roll down them just for oh. fun. And <laughs> I rolled way too fast and I started flipping and I hurt my elbow and then I was never allowed to go back to the library. Oh, and then I just never went back in my life. Like I just never. <laughs> you just associated that with the library and the yeah, little. Apparently, libraries and trauma. Like I've got some stuff <laughs> packed away that I need to work through. <laughs> oh. Anyways, we digress. <laughs> we have enemies to lovers or friend to lovers. Oh, enemies to lovers for sure. Romance versus dark romance. Ooh, dark romance. I like you. You're my kind of people. <laughs> um, monotone cover versus colorful cover. Okay. I like colorful covers, but not cartoon covers. Yes. A hundred percent. We were just talking we about problem, especially if I'm, and I know there's a lot of people who love those covers. Don't get me wrong. It's yeah. just, it creeps me out if I'm looking at a book that's written for an adult, but it looks like an eight-year-old should read it. Yeah. It just, it just, especially depending on the content of the book. No. <laughs> especially if there's too much. Yes. Because then I'm like, yeah. okay, I just simplified that problem. Yeah. It's like, you're already too busy. And it makes me think of what's inside if it's just as busy. I'm like, nope, I can't handle it. <laughs> but we were just talking about the Harry Potter books. That we, I've never read them. and I haven't either. See? I'm not the only one. No. <laughs> Father-in-law, huge fan. He's like, Stace, you'll love them. You'll love them. You'll... I just haven't done it. I just, and I think it's because there's so much going on that yeah. 
you're you're gonna have to really have to pay attention to that and it's more than one book so <laughs> yeah yeah see i'm not alone in my thinking no funny that i like we could do a series on it and go over the books and um i've got some that another friend of mine loaned me but they're like the the art covers and i'm like i just don't really like, like cartoon them. yeah they're like the cartoon <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> so I'm like, I need to just try and find a new cover. Yeah. Because I'm not going to read it until I like the cover. It's just how I am. I'm a mess. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> standalone versus a series. Oh, most of the time, standalone. I mean, okay. However, I did read all the Twilight series back in the day. And that was fabulous. <laughs> so yeah. I guess it depends. If I really, if I know it's a series and I can get through one and I absolutely love it, I'll keep going. Yeah. But I don't look out for a series. I was about to say, we kind of see that in your writing too, because you said you only write standalones, right? Yep. So you're reading and yeah. writing styles kind of similar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I'm going to go cozy versus twists. Oh, twists. Yeah. yeah I, I like love, a good twist. I, yeah. The only time I'll do cozy is when I need like a, a reset, like a palette. Yeah. 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 Yep. And usually if I need a reset, that's when I'll do like somebody's autobiography. Ooh, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I like that one. We haven't done an autobiography. We need to. Yeah. I used to be, when I was younger, I thought they were autobiographies and they're not. But the Dear America books. Um, oh. I was like, they are not. They are not. But that's okay because I still love them. Strong lead versus a shy. Oh, that's hard. That is really hard. I like a shy lead because it can lead to really crazier things later on. But a strong lead... Oh, that's uh, okay. I'll take shy lead. <laughs> yeah. I do like your point on that though, because you can go so many different ways with yeah. shy lead. Where strong, it kind of gets into the predictability of things. Yeah, and strong, you got to stay strong the whole time. Where shy, you can kind of build up and turn into something different. Yeah, that's true. Ooh, I, like I like that. Coffee or tea? Ew. <laughs> I would do tea with a shot of whiskey. So whiskey is your go-to, no matter like. All around drinking. No, but if I have to put it in tea or coffee, I'd go tea. Honey bourbon? Yeah, that'd be fine. <laughs> Otherwise, go to Diet Dr. Pepper. I don't do diet sodas. They taste what? Weird. They taste weird. Yeah, but the real ones have so full of sugar. I was a dental assistant for 20 years. Do you know what that does to your teeth? <laughs> fair, fair. If you're going to drink them, whatever you do, just brush it off your teeth before you go to bed. Don't let that sit on your teeth for eight hours. <laughs> Everyone brush your teeth before bed, no matter what. No matter what. That's gross. Because if you sleep with someone, they're going to have a very rude awakening. <laughs> read in silence or read with background music? Oh, oh. Silence. Yeah, silence. I was about to ask you a serious why or how if you said music. Yeah, because I can't. I, and I also, so authors that have playlists, would you ever have a playlist with? Okay, this is good. So yeah, in all of my books, when I write, there's a playlist of songs going on for most of the scenes in my head because I write like it's a movie. And I like very heavy music. <laughs> so it's pretty rocked out hard stuff through most of it. Some of it's really sad, but yeah, I whenever I'm writing a scene or something, usually there's some, there's a song going in in the back of my head somewhere. So whenever I read a book that has a playlist, I've never listened to it while reading because I don't think that I could. Right. Yep. I, I don't think that I can either. Not yeah. while I'm reading or while I'm writing it. 
But definitely when I'm thinking about it, I know what music should be playing. <laughs> yeah, I love the fact that you said if it was a movie, it would be like this song. I love that. Yeah, I got it. You guys, it's going to be a movie someday. Just hit it. Oh, we know. We know. We know. <laughs> We're one of the first ones to love it. Oh. Yeah. The movie. Yeah. If you need us to start a petition or something to get into a movie, we'll do it somehow. We'll all be on the red carpet. It'll be fabulous. Yeah. I'm down. I'm so down. <laughs> this, is a, this is a good one. New or used books? Oh, I like new books for things that are like I'm just hearing about or that are just coming out. But I also love going to like used stores, finding really old books. Like one of my most favorite books ever, and I'd never heard anything about it. I picked it up. It's called here is Your War by Ernie Pyle. And he was a journalist, I think in the 30s. And he went around to different war camps and saw what was going on. And he wrote this book. It was like stories of war when he was out there in the war. So that was one that I just picked up on a whim out of anywhere. And it ended up being a classic book. So I think you can find some really cool stories that you don't hear about. I kind of have a pet peeve of picking out a book because it's what everybody on TikTok is saying to hurry up and grab. I have a real hard time with that because I've been burned on quite a few of them. <laughs> so I like to kind of find my own or, and it's not, I mean, if there's something that I'm really interested in that's current now, I'll buy a new, but I love finding stuff that people have kind of forgotten about in the past. Yeah. Yes. Especially since if I see a book across like literally every book talks account, I'm like, all right. Yeah. No, that- <laughs> I gotta get the ones that the I, I don't want to be offensive, but like the like our account, like the lower accounts. Yes, telling you what they like. Yeah, they really like it. Right. Well, and then I always look at like the really big authors who, okay, aside from Stephen King, because he's just fabulous, but <laughs> really big authors who have giant publishing houses just pushing them and pushing them and, and dumping money into advertising, and then you'll talk to people and people will be like, "Nah, that book really wasn't that great." It's like. Why are we falling for it? <laughs> yeah. Why does it have so much hype? Yeah. I'm, right. I'm behind you 100%. Big books versus small books. So big being like over 400 pages. Big book if I have time. If I have time in my life <laughs> or if I'm on vacation, big book. Absolutely. Yeah. But if I'm trying to read a bunch of them or if I'm writing something at the same time, smaller book so I can read it, be inspired by it, and then let it go. Yeah. I was about to say, I feel like you're Stephen King love. He's got some big books. He's, he's got, got some big ones. Yeah. He's a vacation type of book. <laughs> yeah. Have you read his book, Desperation? No. You should. That book is crazy. really good. It, he, that was the first book I ever read from him. Yeah. It, it does to you kind of like what Freddie Hole does to people. Yeah. Just, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff happening. And um, for some people, it might be a little tough because there's obviously child death and stuff in it but yeah and the things that the main villain does in it is oh wow it's like if you're queasy at all for <laughs> gore and violence like don't read it because there's i don't i don't want to tell you what happens in case you read it okay yeah, I put it down. i'll read that one that's one that i haven't read i just got holly and i haven't started that one yet so yeah. and desperation is one that i've never seen anyone talk about before no yeah so but sorry indoor or outdoor for what? For writing, or, for writing or reading? Writing or reading? I tried writing outside because I thought, oh, that'd be so great to sit in my hammock and that. No, I can't focus like that. I like to write down in my dark little dungeon. But reading, I can read anywhere. I mean, I can be on a boat. I can be on the porch, whatever. Yeah. 
I can't read on a boat. I get okay. motion sickness. Throw <laughs> up in a heartbeat. You know, and that's weird. That's be like on a plane. Sometimes I can and sometimes I can't. And I don't know what the difference is. Why sometimes you're okay with it and sometimes you're not. No, morning or night reading. Oh, nighttime. I don't do anything in the morning. I'm not a morning human being. Same. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow we always have to record in the morning early. Like this morning, we it was early. It was like, huh? and both of us were like, not in it. We <laughs> not there. Books that make you cry or books that make you laugh? Most of the time, cry. Yep. Which is weird because you would think you'd be reaching for a book that makes you feel good. But for some reason, I'm just always movies that way too. I gravitate towards darker, except for Twilight. I mean, that that's just a feel good all over. Yeah. <laughs> except I will say this about Twilight and you guys are so young. So you're probably going to fall into my daughter's categories. When I read those books, it was just painted in my head that Edward looked completely different than what I see in the movie. Now, my daughter huge fan of Robert Pattinson, huge. When that dear boy took the screen and I saw what Edward looked like versus the Edward in my head, which the Edward in my head was like Keanu Reeves, little longer, darker hair, kind of muscly dude. Bless him, just wasn't, just no. And then I hung in there until they made him sparkle. And then when he glittered, I had a problem because that just was not, it didn't do justice to the books. Thank you. <laughs> I hated the glitter. I've never read the books. Oh, you and have? I'm, I'm, we're going to. No, I, when it was popular, Happy. I did not want to read it simply because everyone was freaking out over it and I did not want to be a part of the mass. <laughs> and also, I, at that point in my life, I was a cozy reader. Like, I wanted the Friends to Lovers books. Yeah. That all had, like, a happy ending and stuff. And then I grew up and became a dark person. But <laughs> that's what I was into. So I was like, I can't read about vampires and stuff. <laughs> oh, they're just, she's so, just so descriptive and everything in the world. I mean, the movies were good. My kids loved the movies. It just, it's a whole different vampire than what's in the books. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to read it because Jenny's like, I'm team Edward all 100% blah, blah. And I was like, all I have is the movie. Yeah, and no. And I'm like, no. I'm Jacob. But that just was not my Edward. <laughs> I was just going to say, though, this book, I did have tears in my eyes at the end. Oh, good. And I was like, oh, it's just gone. <laughs> feels. I was like, I didn't know there were going to be feels like that. <laughs> good. Oh, no, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> she's had a very emotional week, too. Almost every book that I, like, oh. we've read and stuff, she's like, I'm falling. Oh, yeah. To read some funny ones now for a while. I think it's your turn to... We only have a few more, so... Okay, we're doing hero versus villain. Oh, villain. Every time, villain. Yeah, we love, we love the bad ones. Character-driven or plot-driven? Ooh. I think... Mo oh, that's hard. I think... I think most of what I really, really like is probably more plot-driven, I would say. I mean, there's some books that are you're just going for the character, but I think most of what I read is, is more plot. And I also kind of feel like maybe the genre takes... Yeah, that's true, too. We are doing sprayed edges or not. Oh, they're gorgeous. Mm -hmm. They're gorgeous. I know from a publishing standpoint, they're a flipping nightmare. <laughs> they're beautiful. I don't have any. My only... The other thing that I saw with some of the people with the, the wings... Uh, oh, come on. What's the black one with the, the dragons on it? Fourth wing. 
Yes, that one. Some people are showing that their hands get all icky from the sprayed edges on the side that I've seen that going on. I don't know. I think it's a cool thing. I think from a marketing standpoint, it's amazing. And if you've got the money to do it or your publishing house does do it because people are loving it. But then if you're somebody who's very artistic and you could do that, I mean, that could be a heck of a side gig just spraying other people's books. Jenny paid so much money for the No, no. She Did you buy thing sprayed? Okay. I just, yes, out I, of the back, $150 or something for this. Shut up! Oh my God. Do you have, is it sealed like a bag? Can no one breathe on it? Now, now in a box and it is very protected. See, fourth, fourth wing is another one. I would like to give it a go, but here's my fear. I'm scared it has so many characters and so much stuff going on that I have to take notes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah i would say i'm i'm torn on that because well firstly when i first read it i listened to the audiobook and okay the narrator was like sick and they had to i heard that it was <laughs> awful it was so awful i hated it i hated it and so i couldn't get into it and i did not really care for fourth wing was freaking out over it yeah. and then <laughs> When we decided to do the podcast, she obviously really wanted to do Fourth Wing. And I'm like, all right, I will reread it, but actually do the physical version because I can't listen to that again. Yeah. And I liked it a lot more, but I feel like there's a, I feel like there's a lot of characters and things happening, but there is a, I feel like a small group of main characters that you focus on the whole time. Yeah. Okay. But there's, Fourth Wing has a lot of little things that you do have to pick up on because it all relates back to something bigger. The and details. So yeah. is it kind of like, is it sort of like in my brain, because I know nothing about these things. Is it sort of like Game of Thrones kind of dragony? But it's like romancy though, right? It's They call it romanticy, which yeah. is the okay. romantic fantasy. So you have dragons. Yes, but... They're, and wyvern. They're sarcastic, lovable dragons. <laughs> oh. They yeah. think they call it like Harry Potter mixed with How to Train Your Dragon. Oh. Other bits. In, it's kind of a, a jumbo. And it's good. It's good. Yeah. Like, and, you, and you paid $150 for this. This is something that, that we could have done. Like, this is, okay, so this is how we even talked about doing sprayed edges. Because she paid $150 for one. And I was like, Jenny, we could do that. Like, you can get the stencils on Etsy. Someone created the exact <gasps> ones. You can get them. I'm like, we can do it ourselves. And she was like, but it's the first edition. I think I really want it. I'm like, I would never spend. And then she did it. And I was like, I was like, like I, I, you know, I got some extra money. I saved it. And I was like, I'm going to do it. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> well, if that's what made you happy is your little sprayed edge yeah. book, that's you do it now when you can still do it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! But the thing that's the funniest is there are still people finding those books yeah. after like WalMarts and stuff. Yes. This oh, I know. If you find it, I'll get it too. But I bet you will. You're gonna look at all of them. Five, all of them. But you have the first edition, so yeah. it's okay. Great first edition, set in my box. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Happy endings versus. Well, we kind of answered this earlier. Happy endings versus tragic. I like a good tragic ending, but I want, I like a good tragic ending as long as it's fulfilling. I don't like to walk away going, I didn't end well for me. I like there to be an end, but I don't, I don't necessarily want it to be a Hallmark ending either. I mean, that's okay for watching a Hallmark or Lifetime movie, but if I'm read, if I'm not in the mood for that, I, yeah, I, 
you know, emotional damage. Life doesn't end like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll do cover on or no cover, like dust jackets. Oh, you guys, I'm so bad with dust jackets. Last, was it last Christmas, my mom, (laughs) I wanted green lights so bad. Matthew McConaughey, oh, and she gave me the book, but she wrapped it with wrapping paper and I was just, I was excited. I'm just unwrapping it, ripped the crap right out of the dust jacket, just just gone. His beautiful face shredded right on the front of the book. I I just don't do good. And then when I'm reading them, it falls off anyway. So, but I will say my Stephen King, I usually have it sitting. Oh, I do. This one. I'll show you. I have had Stephen King's Nightmare and Dreamscapes since I was, I think it came out when I was like 13 or 14. And the dust cover has survived all these years. And he happily sits on my desk. So yeah, if you've never read that one, it's just, it's okay. shorter. Love that one. But that is like a dust jacket that actually survived. <laughs> I, I can't, I cannot deal with the ripping of the dust jacket. That well, uh, two, I wish more of the books, when you take the dust jacket off, I wish they were more pretty hard covers. Like they had more printing and, and pretty things on the hard cover themselves. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Like the, I've been really into the foil edging and stuff that people have been putting on the actual hard Yeah. Covers. It could literally just be the name, but I just, oh, it's beautiful. Yep. Oh, and especially if you're going to set them on a bookshelf and things for display, I think they're gorgeous. Any damage to a book though? I have a book that I was really excited about. It's called Anastasia. And I went oh, no. to I went to show Jenny it and it's got like a dent in the top by the bottom. Oh, no. like, I can't have this. I'm gonna have to give it to you because it's like it's messed up now. <laughs> yeah, I can't read this now. I was I I had a little panic moment for a good like five minutes over it. And it'll be in like one of our blooper episodes because we were recording when I was doing it and I just was breaking down. <laughs> But uh, we have two more, dog ear versus bookmark. Oh, I'm so bad. I dog ear all the way. I always have. I've been always since I was a kid. I dog ear every book. I'm trying to see. Does anything here have it? No, those look pretty good. But yeah, dog eared. (laughs) I will never, ever send you a book of mine tomorrow, (laughs) ever. Well, anyone who spends $150 on a book should never dog ear a book. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they ever have. The one, you know, you got me that bookmark that went with from Bud and Ash. It's like an elastic banding and you have to put it around the whole page. Oh. It as a, it was the, the Hufflepuff one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't remember The only that. thing is, though, like, it rips the pages. And then I was like, I really want to use it because buy it for me, but I also don't want to use this. Yeah, no, don't. <laughs> Oh. So now it's just a nice displaying bookmark. My anxiety of letting you borrow this. I let her borrow this one. And I was like, it would come with the disclaimer of don't bend the pages. Well, my, my kids were looking at it. I was like, put it down. Don't touch it. It's not mine. Sorry, guys. Here, have this book. I would have been like, you're going to have to keep it. And I'll just get another one because I, just, I won't want it back. Uh, All right, and then this is our last one. Okay, so movie covers or original covers? Original covers. Yep. It depends for me on if I like the movie or not and how well they did the cover. Like Divergent, I will never, ever get the movie covers because I absolutely hated the movies with some (laughs) super passion. But (laughs) I feel like I have, I'm trying to see, I feel like, 
I don't know. I'm pretty sure I have a book that I actually prefer the the movie cover Mm -hmm. over. I think it's probably a Nicholas Sparks one. But anyways, sorry. I do have a question for you, though, before we end about your cover. Did you design the cover or (laughs) how did this work? So that is my oldest daughter. That's that's a photography she did. It's actually my (laughs) son-in-law and it's my their dog. You know, the whole time I was like, how does this relate to the book? Like how like, it relates because who that is supposed to be is Bast and Bast's dog. Yeah. But yeah, the yeah. whole book, I'm like, fully this means something. And then, yeah, it wasn't till like the very end. And I was like, which, by the way, I was like, why did she have to put a dog in there that dies? Yeah, really hang out on that part. That was just a quick whoop. There we go. No, I was like, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't describe it in scene. It was just a quick passing. I appreciate that. I thought when I first read it that that was going to be like Fifi. Like that was going to be the animation. And then it wasn't. And it just died. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay. (laughs) No, I can't handle dogs dying, animals. I can handle any human dying in a movie, in a book. But no, no. My... Let's see, my oldest daughter, for it was like her 12th birthday, we took her to see Marley and me. Nope, nope, nope. Cried, bawled on her birthday. It was yeah. horrifying. Um, nope. What is, what is that other one? Um, is it Hachi? That oh, thing? it's got, oh, Richard Gere in the movie, right? Yeah, that one killed me. It killed Ugh. me. Because growing up, we had two Akitas, Tanaka and Sumiko. Oh, so I had a soft spot for Akitas, and it was right <laughs> after we had to put Tanaka down. He was super old. He was like 16. And my dad put that movie on, and I was just bawling. I was bawling <laughs> the whole time. And I was like, I can't do this. And then, um, oh, what is that other one that I bawled? Paul Walker and oh, yeah. the dogs. Oh, my God. I Snow. Know. It's not Snow Dogs, is it? I, can't. I know the one, though. He's like, he's, I don't know, Antarctica, somewhere icy and snowy. And they're oh, like, oh. <laughs> and they're like dogs. Yeah, and yeah, they they've got like seven huskies, and there's a huge storm coming, and they leave the dogs. And yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, seven below. That's what it is. Seven below. Yeah, I think I purposely did not watch that because yeah. I was scared that that was going to happen. Don't it? Yeah. No, called my eyes out with that. So after that, I was like, I need to protect my heart. Yeah. And- oh. <laughs> oh, you know what? If you need a, hold on. If you need a palate cleanser, I always hype this book up. See this? This is Following Atticus by Tom Ryan. Okay? Uh, yeah. Nothing happens to the dog. Okay. <laughs> it, he just, he's this man. It's like a true story. He's just this man who on his health journey, he needs to lose weight. He needs to find his place in life. And he treats this little dog like his little soul partner. It's so sweet. I it out to everybody. I'm like, you have to have to read this book. He's so good. I've read it over and over. So if you ever just need a little palate cleanser, you need to read Following Atticus. He's wonderful. <laughs> I just wrote it down. I'm going to have to get it after this. But yeah. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on. And yes! It was amazing. I love it. We're going to be recommending it to everyone. Yeah. Thank um, you so much. You guys are doing this. I hope that it all goes really, really good for you. And then we'll get another book out. You let me come back. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You said number two. Your second book was coming out. Sorry. I'm hoping the end of September it'll be in pre-order for January. And then the third one is supposed to hit this spring. So within the next six months here, two more out. Heck yeah.
Yeah, yeah I'm following no. on Facebook and everything mm-hmm. now. So uh, yeah, everything. I hope you have a great day, and thank you so much. This was absolutely amazing. This was so much fun. Thank you guys, and I'm happy I turned you into little thriller readers. I yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I'm going to be emotionally devastated all the time now, though. That's okay. That's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> Every time I read one, I'm like, Stacy. Stacy did this to me. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. This was so much fun. I was so terrified to do this. Just yeah. scary because you don't know what's coming at you, but you guys are so much fun. It was fun. And just because I have to say this, for anyone listening, Stacy's comment on the thread that I did on the Facebook group, she literally said, that would be super terrifying, but I would be into it. And so I messaged her. I'm like, just because you said that it would terrify you, I have to. I have yeah. to. Why I have to do it. Yep. I was like, nope, she's the one. Got to. <laughs> but anyways, well, thank you again. This is amazing. And we are definitely going to be contacting you soon with your upcoming releases. Awesome. And then, you know, when we become a big movie, we'll all be on the red carpet and say we start here. Yes. Yeah. I love it right now. Yeah, right. (laughs) This is where it started. Oh, well, thank you guys so much for having me. It was really fun. No problem. Have a great day. Thanks. You too.